I told you we'll make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Utes head to Southern California to renew an old rivalry with the San Diego State Aztecs. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier's own studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from us. Hey there, Gordon. What's How going you doing? On? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing just fine, thank Things you. How good? are you? Uh, you know, making the magic happen. Time That's to, what time everyone to, always says. Time to make the, make the biscuits. Yeah. What? <laughs> donuts, Jake. Is that what it is? Yeah. I went with biscuits. Time to make the donuts. <laughs> my grandfather, my grandfather on my dad's side, anytime anybody asked him what what are you doing when he's, you know, it's either really obvious what he's doing or, you know, he would always reply making biscuits. Magic happens. I I didn't ask you what what you were doing. I asked you how you were doing. No, I know. But that brought up a nice memory from my grandfather. Boy, easy. Where where did he come? Do up that with on that? your own time, Jake. I know. Jeez. Excuse <laughs> did, me. Did your grandpa Excuse ever me. make biscuits? Uh, rarely. Oh, my dad used to make some biscuits. Now it comes yeah. back to a memory about you. Can I poo-poo on that? Yeah, go ahead. This, you know, let's do some housekeeping real quick, since this is how the show has started I off. I got a text message from a very, very dear friend of this here program. Did he tell you to quit being mean to me? No. No. In fact, he mentioned nothing that I'm doing wrong at all. Oh. He he t- said to me to remind you two to get along for at least one segment a day, please. <laughs> at least one segment? Yeah. He's the contrarian no, over no, there. No, I don't care who started it, but I'm going to finish it. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> Oh, man. So I, apparently you guys have uh, been bickering a lot, and I didn't even notice. Jake, Jake, everyone calls me and tells me, what's the matter with Jake? <laughs> no, I say, he's not. just He's just a little, you know, got a lot on his mind or something. You, you know? bring that up every 10 minutes, too, by the way. Like well, there's some uh, army like, of people out there. I didn't bring that, it up. That share that opinion. in there did. Hmm. Yeah, in the, in the, in the uh, idea of show peace. And understanding, kind of a show inventory here, not for you to fight about the fight that to you shouldn't be cast, fighting. To cast blame. <laughs> okay. I will cast no blame for the time being. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh-huh. making and, biscuits. And to that I say. Don't hold your breath. Right. Uh, busy show today. Uh, we were supposed to have Dennis Dodd on the show yesterday. The uh, Clay Helton news hit, and uh, we had to reschedule. He's going to join us uh, coming up today at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, so stay tuned. Always look forward to that. One of the big guns in the world of college football, Dennis Dodd, uh, going to be on the show today. And uh, we're going to have our friend Mason Wake on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Very much looking forward to that. We're, uh, uh, yeah, we'll hammer out a nickname and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, he's an, an entertaining BYU football player. And Scott Goldbranson is going to be on the show as well, we hope. Uh, coming up at, uh, we're aiming for 2.30, but we'll see how it goes. Scott uh, joined us a few times last year, uh, Raiders insider, and uh, we are the, your Salt Lake home for the Raiders. So we thought uh, we, we'd keep tabs on how things go. And you know what? Last night's game was one heck of a ball game. It was. With an absolutely hilarious story uh, that happened uh, in the but still, the Raiders won. We can we can dive into that a little bit. But uh, but Scott is going to join us at three thirty. Excuse that, me, he's going to be on with us at three thirty. What happened in that game is something I don't think I've ever seen before. Are we talking about the same thing? Mm-hmm. I think so. Where they couldn't find the yes. kicker? Yeah. Okay. You've never seen that before. Well, I mean, you're in a tight ball game. You're getting near the end. Wouldn't you know where the kicker is? And by the way, it's not like the kicker was in Egypt. And oh, he's right there. Anyway, so uh, we were joking. Steal your thunder. We know we were joking about this earlier. Like, if you can't find the kicker, where would you look? I don't know. Down by the net, (laughs) which is apparently where he was. Uh, Yeah, we could we could play the sound. Do we have Gruden? Uh, This is Gruden after after the game. Uh, Go ahead. Was warming up in the net. Um, No one could find him, but uh, things worked out. So they brought the offense back. They ran another play. It turned out to be a touchdown. The kicker was not needed, yeah. and it it didn't turn out to be uh, <laughs> to be consequential. But but it, coach, where was he? Where in the world could he have been? Warming up in the net. Oh, where the kicker always right. is. Okay. Well, the Raiders couldn't find their kicker, but the Ravens couldn't find their defensive back. Bozing. Uh Yeah, to run cover zero there is uh, is really something. But uh, okay. Hold on for a second. If you can't find somebody, and that somebody is basically right in front of your face, <laughs> is it that somebody's fault, or is it your fault? And I, hey, this is this is something that happens to me in my personal life all the time, where I'm like, I, I can't find it, I don't see it, and then my wife comes in and yeah. it's right in front of my yeah, face. I've so who's that. so whose fault is that? Her fault or mine? Well, it, in this particular case, you, I think the kicker needs to make himself present. Are you serious? The kicker no. should be warming up. That's exactly what the kicker should be I doing. Know. He's got a big kick in the, front of him. The, the, He's got a. You want him going nobody, out there cold? You heard him. Nobody could find him. He was down by the kicking nets. Who'd have thunk it? That's like I couldn't find the milk. Well, did you check the fridge? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it'd be like Don't put it in there. It'd be like if my wife were looking for me while the show was going on. Where is he? My wife actually does that all the time. <laughs> hey, where are you? What do you mean, where am well, I? You know where I am. <laughs> does, you does, can tune in and listen live. See, maybe Whitney thinks you duck out during the show. <laughs> but that's yeah, my, I'm, I'm over at Pizza Hut. <laughs> but that's my point. Find me the darn kicker. Where is he? 
Well, he's probably down in the kicking nets warming up, I guess. I think he's got a big kick Don't coming you up. waste my time with nonsense. Whose fault is that? That doesn't feel to me like it's the kicker's fault. But it, Yeah, but he also needs to read the situation. I mean, that was a— What? My, my coach isn't paying any attention? No, it was, it was a quick situation. It was a quick decision, and he needed to make himself available. Like hold on to John Gruden's turned-out <laughs> pants pocket? He didn't need to make himself available. He needed to be ready to kick the ball. And that's what you do when you warm up. In I know, the but if you're net. over by the net and the coach makes a quick decision, you got to get your butt out there. But he was, if you're over by the net, that's where you're supposed to be. So when they're looking for you, you're over by the net. You're warming up. You're not necessarily paying attention to the game because that's not your job. <laughs> your job, make the kick. It's yeah. like the guy in the bullpen. He's not watching the game. He's warming up. <laughs> yeah, but you got more time to bring the reliever in. The bullpen's a perfect example. Where's our reliever? I can't find him yeah, anywhere. But he, right. they, needed, yes. they needed him, like, now. That's where he is. By the way, the net isn't in a different state. It's just <laughs> down the sideline a little bit. How you far have down, a headset on. You can communicate with somebody that could get the darned kicker who's by the net exactly where he should be. Yeah, but it, it had to go quick. Because they made the decision to go ahead and kick, and they're going, where is he, where is he, where is he? They, they didn't have to go Pony Express to find him. They just had to yell, hey, kicker! <laughs> you by the net! Go kick! Uh, I don't know. I hope they refer to him as, hey, kicker. <laughs> I think he needs to make himself a little bit available. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I, I, mean, d- I'm I not, disagree. I'm not, I'm not placing all the blame on him. I mean, the coaches need to know the situation and say, hey, be ready. The bullpen is a good example. Fine. Oh, we couldn't find the reliever. No, the bullpen. Where, where was no. the reliever? The bull, oh, he was in the bullpen. The bullpen's a lousy. The what? No, because he's got all day to come in the game. What was he doing in the bullpen? What if there's a pitch count, a pitch timing thing between pitches, and you got to get the reliever in in time? You know. To... But the point is, you knew where the, you know where the reliever is. Even then. They do have to use a phone and call out to Egypt, and they still always find him and get him in the game. Every single time well, they, they found find him. him, it just took too long to find him. He, but they shouldn't have taken that long at all. Where's yeah, the librarian in the freaking library? Right. <laughs> it's not like he went to the bathroom. Where's the cook? What? He's in the kitchen? Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't find him any place. You complained about it after the it's game. Like, it's like, where's where's Gordon? Oh, he's in the laundry room. Oh, well, no, oh, no, no, no. He's changing the diaper on the grandkids. <laughs> oh, I, do, I like what you're doing. That is funny. Uh, Have you checked the garden? <laughs> <laughs> I was out pulling weeds. Where else would I be? So anyway, I, yeah, I found I that know. kind of funny. It was. But it was weird how... It all worked out. But the explanation, you get that. The explanation should have been he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or or he uh, was was playing kissy face with his girlfriend in the first row. You know, like the the, expl- the explanation has to be something other than he was right no, where he should have been. If he was playing kissy face with his girlfriend, now that would be a worldwide story. You know, you don't want to draw attention to that. But Jake, I think Jake's point is... This made the coach look really, really stupid by saying, I couldn't find him where he was supposed oh, to so be. So the right. coach should have blamed the player. Yeah, and, and said, oh, he, he was uh, watching Real Housewives. <laughs> the coach did blame the player. Did you hear that clip? <laughs> Let's hear it again. 
He did blame the player. That's that's what I'm saying. The headline says, John Gruden had a ridiculous reason for why they couldn't (laughs) use their kicker in overtime. It was warming up in the net. Uh, No one could find him, but uh, things worked out. No one could find Yeah, that is is strange. That's that's your fault, John. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got underlings to handle that stuff. Special teams coach ought to have been fired this morning. What other? What else could they possibly have been doing at the moment? But again, it's a, there's a time limit here. Forty seconds. Yeah, but that's you know he's, he's down yonder. He's yonder, kicking. ten feet away, or whatever it is. You've been on a sideline. It's not like, like the kicking net they're isn't not, right next to the head. Coach. They're not kicking. Uh, the kicking net's also not in the press box. You, know you what, don't you need know, a, a messenger pigeon. What, yeah, what right. would be really funny is if in the next game they had the kicking net set up right behind John Gruden, just on a cart following Coach Gruden everywhere he goes. <laughs> our uh, our kickers fr- should be like manning the the. Uh, the extension cord. You know? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, our friend uh, Coach Red on Twitter says it's 100% the special teams coordinator's yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the answer. Yeah, but the buck stops with the head coach, right? And it it would be he was where he's supposed to be. Coach that, Red, by the way, like, might be a special teams coach. <laughs> I have to check what he's doing these days. But where is Austin? I can't find him anywhere. Well, have you checked the producer studio? No. <laughs> No, I haven't. Well, there he is, <laughs> where he always is. Yeah, but yeah, the time limit on everything, and it gets it gets dicey. I mean, people panic under the under a time. Forty limit. seconds. Well, Forty seconds. That's an eternity. That's eternity. Let's. You see. could literally write a letter, pass it person to person to the kicker, and he'd still have twenty seconds to get out there. All right, let's see what forty. I'm going to time forty seconds. Go. All right. I'll let you know how much time they had. I can't find PK anywhere. Have you checked his house? I no, haven't. He's either at Utah practice, BYU practice, or the golf course. Okay, okay, they're still trying to make a decision. What should we do? What should we do? Okay, I, okay, let's kick. Okay, so they made the decision. Let's kick, and now they're looking. And Check they're the looking. freezer. They're looking around. Check the bathroom. Has hey! anybody has anybody seen Lloyd? Hey, Have you checked the gentleman's we're club? We're gonna kick. Nice. <laughs> so, oh, oh, he's out there now, but we don't have time. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, time's up. I don't think that, that was forty seconds. I don't think that that, that did was what, forever. Yeah, it was forever. I don't think that did what you. <laughs> what you were. Well, there's a lot going on. You got to get it's everybody so organized. Hard. You know, you got to find the kicker. You got. You have yeah. to raise your voice. But again, you have to find the kicker. That's not a challenging part of the topic. That's what I'm saying. The kicker was exactly where he was supposed to be. Yeah but, so, yeah, but sometimes, okay, the coach is there and he decides, okay, let's kick. And it, it's not like it was obvious, right? And so they're over there huddling up, okay, let's kick. It took a little while. And now you got to relay the message down to the kicker and everybody on special teams, and then you got to get them out on the field, set up, and ready to go. I don't know. It, you was, know, it was weird. You know it happens a lot in football, that scenario that you just played out there. You not know it, not it, an it, early it, kick like that. You know, it happens, though. To get the special teams unit on the field, that's something that, that Well, that's happens. obvious on fourth down, many, but what was many it? Many times. 
All you have to do is listen. <laughs> and no, you know what? The kicker, his whole job was to warm up until somebody said, hey, kicker, go. <laughs> do something else. Right. Again, it's not like he was slacking off in any sort Warming of Warming up he was, in the net. He was doing everything maybe, he's supposed to be doing. Maybe they forgot his name, you know? And they're like, uh, what's, oh, uh, you know, and, and that added to the confusion. Um, no one could find him, but... Uh, Things worked out, but that 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 is a suitable excuse to you. They didn't know his name. That's a, oh well. Where's what's his name? How could they be expected to know his name? I mean, who who called like he's on the what's team? What's his name? You know. Wait, you want the punter? <laughs> oh my, that was funny. I was just sitting there shaking my head. You got to be kidding me! And what a wild finish beyond that. Too. Well, yeah, and then for the Ravens to turn around and play a cover zero, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I don't know. I guess football coaches make mistakes, too. And, and, and to further the whole notion that football is a game of inches, you know, and how, how close they came to having that touchdown and didn't, didn't happen that way. And next thing you know, there's a turnover. And next thing you know, you're back at square one. You know? at, at what point do you think that Ra- or, uh, Ravens defensive back realized that he was going to be on the bad end of a of, of, uh, a highlight that was going to run over and over and over again for the next week. Well, they blitzed on that play. Right. And so, you know, they were a little underhanded. But you could there. see the guy give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you the know heck? What? He does it. something like that. He he waves his hands out and go look at it. He's like, at some point he was like, oh, this is not going to be a good look for me. All right. Let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he is our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, here to help you and your relationships. Uh, what's going on, Andrew? How are you? Hey, I am doing well. How are you guys today? We're doing great. Let's uh, let's get right down to it. Let's help uh, uh, our uh, our listeners out there who might be struggling in the bedroom. Yeah, that's right. If you're out there listening and you've got mild erectile dysfunction or severe. Uh, a different, you know, younger than you think you maybe should be, older, whatever it is, we have likely seen it at Wasatch Medical. We have just hit 50 clinical studies backing the technology we, we use, which opens up and regrows blood vessels. Uh, I kind of think it's becoming so irrefutable at this point that the pill will someday be a thing of the past. This is the new standard of care. It treats the root cause problem of ED. It only takes a few short 10-minute sessions. That is pretty cool, pretty quick. And usually in two to three weeks, you're done with the entire process. Get that spontaneity back in only a couple of weeks. Man, that's got to be appealing. Yeah, we're talking about maybe the month of September. What would your relationship look like? Just think of your significant other uh, if you didn't have to take a pill or if the frequency in the bedroom went back to what it was. If you didn't get the headaches and the side effects from the medication, that can be pretty cool uh, for relationships. And that's the best part of my job, talking to men as they finish up on the treatments and they tell me how the relationship has improved. And the stress is melted away when the spontaneity comes back. 801-901-8000, that is the number to call. Get in, uh, see the doctor, and uh, you usually do a lot for our listeners. We do, and it's uh, unique today and quite valuable. It's not only the assessment and exam free, that's the blood flow ultrasound, uh, but tune-up treatments are good today. And it's Tuesday today, and we're running a special. So if you notice that results fade into the future, 
We will retreat you totally free. Uh, so that's that's quite valuable and unique today as well. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, there you go. Give them a call. Take advantage. 801-901-8000. We'll get into college football. What is next for the Utes? What is next for the Cougars? We'll get into it all straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Samson Nakua joins us now, BYU wide receiver. The schedule goes on, and it was a big emotional win. Fans stormed the field. We all saw all that stuff. How do you put that behind you now? Because you got a whole bunch of games. You got another Pac-12 team coming up this week. I think it's an easy win to put behind us. I think that game is just another game to us for what we have planned for this year, and we have to focus on this next game. We want to do big things this year. We want to show everyone that last year wasn't a fluke, that we can do the same thing, and it starts with this game again. We knocked out two Pac-12 teams already. Let's knock out one more Pac-12 team and then move into regular season and show everyone what we can do. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for your Cougar at 30 update. Here's Coach Shataki on his uh, team's defensive depth. Just really looking forward to seeing them compete this weekend. A lot of great athletes that ASU brings to the field, and, and we're going to need all those guys. And But I've been really impressed with what Gennaro's done with that corner room and what he's done with all those guys. I mean, you look at like um, Caleb Hayes and Jacob Robinson, Shaman Willis, those guys have done a great job playing corner. And, you know, Jacques Wilson's back with the group too. So it's a really deep group that when we lose one like Keenan, unfortunately, someone like Isaiah steps up and makes plays for us. This update brought to you by Syringa Networks, working from home or with a hybrid workforce. Get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Okay, I'm guilty of it too. Maybe I'll take it easy on our guy, John. Welcome on back. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a Total Request Tuesday. Give us some songs about being wrong, sorry, or apologizing. We'll pass them on to John Gruden for you as it appears he owes Daniel Carlson an apology. I haven't heard this song in a while. That was funny. <laughs> What's your, your go-to apology song, Gordon? Uh, Love means never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> That's, is that a song or is that just a line from a movie? Have you ever heard of that? I've heard that line, yeah. I don't it's think it's a song. On a fortune cookie, uh, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it was in, uh, what was that movie with uh, Ryan O'Neill and uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Necessary Roughness. <laughs> is it Love Story? The Goonies? Uh, Gremlins. One of our listeners will know the answer to that. American Pie. I think it was Love Story, wasn't it? 
But who did he apologize to or say he didn't have to apologize? Who was the, 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 the woman in that movie with, with uh, Ryan O'Neill? Tatum's dad. Tina Turner. <laughs> you, got, you have no idea what I'm talking about? No. It's Love Story, isn't it? Was it Love Story? Oh, all right. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. We can't find it. Should we get to the split story of the day? <laughs> oh, there the darn thing is. Yeah. All right. Uh, I like it that you're picking up on the darn thing. I hope that catches on more. That makes me laugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Austin, do you want to get into, should we get into the split story of the day? Let's go ahead and do that. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah, tight end Cole Fotheringham with us. You guys put the rivalry game behind you quite yet? You moving on to San Diego State? Yes, sir. We got the film in this morning. We're going to make the corrections, and now our focus is on uh, San Diego State. Coaches like to use these situations as teaching moments. What did you see that stood out to you as uh, needing improvement? I think that... You know, as a team, we came out maybe a little too confident, and BYU had a great game plan, and they played a great game. They gave it to us, so all the respect to those guys, and we learned from our mistakes, and now we're ready to get after the next opponent. All right. So, Gordon, let's talk about where these teams, BYU and Utah, go from here. Okay. What do you want to say? Let's start with the Kooks. They won. They've got a really interesting opponent this weekend. I actually think both opponents are pretty interesting, but certainly Arizona State, a team that we thought would compete for a South division in the Pac-12. Jaden Daniels has experience. They brought nearly their whole team back. This is kind of where things are supposed to start paying off, uh, you know, for Herm Edwards, not that they've been bad before, but I think you get what I'm saying. So with BYU, it comes down to the question – Will the Cougars use the victory over Utah as a confidence builder, as a motivator, um, as sort of uh, uh, one of those things that jets you forward? What what are those things called? You know, kind of like an accelerator uh, to play really good football on Saturday against Arizona State? Or will they get a little fat-headed and, and think, all right, well, uh, we have an emotional victory we're holding on to for a bit uh, and and allow it to make them more vulnerable. It could go either way. I've seen teams do that. Uh, but based on what we have been told by folks within the program, it seems like the Cougars are pretty dialed in. What about tail of the tape type stuff, matchup stuff? Against the Devils? Yeah. Well, the Devils will have more speed than BYU does. They have a lot of really fine athletes, but BYU seems to have solved some of those issues and no, just plays intense football. So, uh, you know, Daniels is a heck of a athlete, a quarterback. He, he can really run, and, and BYU's going to have to be aware of that, and they will be. But I mean, they practice against Jaron Hall. I mean, they 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 kind of know uh, what that's about. the The running thing is a thing, and will BYU they'll use a spy or something. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Certainly, but the the secondary performed well against Utah. They they had a good game. Yeah. So I don't know what the likelihood is of Jaden Daniels carving BYU up, which is usually the concern when it comes to BYU and where they're vulnerable defensively. And the the front, you know, the front for BYU 
and they did it creatively, but they got they got a lot of pressure yeah. on Charlie Brewer. I mean, they they played a good game too. So you know, if if a couple of those things, you know, you do it against Utah, you should be able to be effective in those areas. I would I would think against Arizona State. Well, so that that bodes well for BYU. Well, there are two aspects to that as far as Daniels goes. Uh, it's one thing to pressure him; it's another to contain him. Sure. And, yeah, I got it. And I could see him springing loose. And maybe they're not aggressive up front. Maybe they uh, go back to dropping eight. Well, I think maybe uh, Hans was talking about this today, being gap sound on your defensive line, where the the goal isn't necessarily to get home and get a sack. The goal is to keep him back there and make him make a throw, and then yeah. be confident that that your coverage is is going to be solid. That's a great point by Hans because if if you start playing like you always say, hero ball. And you're trying to do too much yourself, then you won't be sound in that regard. Right. So, you know, I I, I wonder, I, I would expect BYU to come in with a pretty good game plan. And they certainly came into the Utah game with a pretty good game plan. And I think, you know, it's not hard to make a big game out of this matchup. Plus, it's at home. So, I, I mean, if we want to dive into the emotion aspect, I mean, I think you've got every excuse to to treat it like a big game and, and ride some confidence in there. But, I mean, as far as, as, you know, on the ground, you know, what we know of BYU and what we, or I should say, what we think we know mm-hmm. about BYU and what we think we know about Arizona State, I think speed is, is a factor. But, you know, if BYU can game plan a way to neutralize that a little bit, I mean, that could be a big deal. And we've seen them do it. Yeah. So. What happens if BYU loses to Arizona State? Nothing. What? Is it? Does it besmirch what happened this last week? I don't think so. You know, at least a good team sometimes. Yeah. I think Arizona State's it'll, a pretty good team. I mean, uh, it'll depend that... on how they play, and you know, I'm, I'm not talking about moral victories by showing up and playing hard and all that sort of thing. But if it's, I mean, Arizona State's a really good team, so uh, favored by a two, is it? Um, it? It seems as though BYU should be. Right there uh, in competing for a victory here against this team, but sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But I was just so impressed with the way BYU is focused against Utah. I think they'll be able to refocus the same way against uh, the Devils. Right, but the outcome is not going to I, I change the perspective I have on this team after after a big win against Utah. It was a big win, regardless. Yeah. I mean, if they want a special season, they got to follow it up. But I mean, when it comes to independence, you know, you're not really worried about a conference race. I think the likelihood of this team going undefeated is quite low. If they get so, this, if they get this game, though, man, they have set themselves up for maybe a, a huge real win. special yeah, season. I agree. I agree. And they'll be three and zero against the Pac-12 South. Well, against the Pac-12 in general, where they have five games against that league. Yeah, and I mean how. How many teams on the schedule are better than Utah and Arizona State? Well, with Utah, USC crumbling, yeah. I mean, we how much do we know about this year's uh, Boise State team? They're kind of young, right? Gonna have to look into that. I'm not, I don't regularly follow Boise State football. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Baylor are they two and zero? Austin, I think they are two and zero. So you never know there. Washington State doesn't look to be good. Hey, UVA hammered Illinois. Maybe yeah. UVA and then brings a good squad, but that's yeah. in Provo. Baylor's 2-0, but they've played Texas State and Texas Southern. Yeah, so that's a thing. 
Sounds like BYU schedule last year. You're downgrading them because of who they've beaten so well, far. Well, well, this was this they had a choice this year. BYU didn't have much of a choice last year. <laughs> True. I'm kidding. Anyway, yeah. I mean, but, if they get this win, if they get this win, Jake, uh, suddenly uh, the aims and expectations for this team will be ratcheted way, way up. If they beat Arizona State, they'll be ranked what in the top fifteen. You would think so, yeah. With other opportunities coming up against quality opponents, I mean, decent opponents. By the way, Boise lost to UCF in week one, 36-31, actually. Yeah, I certainly remember that game. And then uh, they beat UTEP 54-13. to Or UTEP. But that's UTEP, yeah. yeah. So Boise, you know, maybe, maybe Boise turns out to be pretty good. Uh, I think UVA might be the answer. On the toughest team left on the schedule. And if, if, tough, if the Trojans don't rally around the new guy and kind yeah. of continue to crumble, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll leave that hanging out there. But Which is really interesting about the new guy. I mean, obviously ha- they have an interim coach, but th- does that create, is that something to rally around? Only if you love the interim guy and you want him to get the job. But if there's somebody out there who... Uh, all the rumors are swirling around like that guy's going to replace whoever's the interim guy, then that can create kind of a weird feeling on a team. Except for players don't think that way. They'll be on board with the inter- uh, with the interim guy. I would bet it's happened the last two times. One time, USC decided to fire Ed Ogeron, and one time they decided to keep Clay Hilton. It's happened twice where yeah. they've salvaged good seasons and the team rallies around the interim guy. And they would have seemingly made the wrong choice both times. Do you think it matters for an interim coach to to? Um, I mean, does he have any shot at the the full time? In this job? case, I don't think so. Yeah. But I don't think that will be decided by the players' feelings about it this time. I, I just can't. I cannot get past what you brought up yesterday, Jake. This is one of the weirdest timings of a firing that I've ever heard of. I mean. The Trojans, USC knew what they had in Clay Helton, a really good guy who wasn't a great coach. They knew that. And yet they didn't take care of their business during the offseason. They wait until now? Well, what I kind of find funny about it is the moral high ground they took when retaining Clay Helton in the first place. You know, didn't hire Urban Meyer because this is going to be a different day at USC where we're going to consider other things than not just uh, winning on the field because uh, we were rightfully embarrassed by the admission scandal. And frankly, the last, what would you say, three athletic directors that they've hired have been complete <laughs> disasters because they keep hiring these unqualified USC people, right? And so this new president comes in and they hire Mike Bone, who's an experienced athletic director, and uh, maybe the, the tires are kicked on Urban Meyer, but they say, no, we're, we're Clay Helton is a good man. We are going to keep him because this is a new day at USC where we're going to be good people. And how long does that last? Five seconds. How long does that last? Loses to Stanford. And they're like, you know what? (laughs) This good guy's out on his keister. Get us, get us, Urban Meyer. Well, I don't wait. care. Get us whoever. We don't care. Lie, cheat, steal, what <laughs> bring it out. What were we thinking? Right. It's just kind of funny how long that lasts, isn't it? But really, I don't think it's advantageous to fire the guy after game number two. What that what that is is a very important voice. 
somebody with a lot of money said, "How do <laughs> you enough. how do you like getting my money? <laughs> do you enjoy it? Do, does it does it does does it suit you? Do you like it?" No, no, we don't need so, it. So it's probably a pretty good idea to can this guy. That's what happened. Well, it, it should have happened during the off season. Yes, well. Probably. Because I guarantee From a football you, standpoint, those, yes, but this was supposed to be about more than football. But, but no, all those people you're describing there, and there's a bunch of them down there around USC, they they were already saying this. But see, that's that's what USC was pushing back against. They're saying, <laughs> we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. We're, we're, well, it's nice to see they held their ground. Is it wrong that I feel that so happy about this story. Like, I, I don't feel happy that Clay Hilton's without a job, but I feel happy that right. USC is in right. disarray. The, the, the it's kind folks, of delicious. The folks on the outside have been running the show for, for a, a long, long time. And finally, USC is going to step in and say, no longer, no longer will we, we hire people completely unqualified for the athletic department position simply because they know where the bodies are buried and willing to just, you know, continue things as is. We're not going to do that any longer. The Reggie Bush period is behind us. We are, are going to do things right from now on. Wait, they lost to Stanford at home by what? <laughs> what? Never mind. I love Never that. mind. I love the way you frame that, Jake. <laughs> yeah, we're taking the moral high ground. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> Let's jump off this mountain. Fight on. <laughs> t- I guarantee you the UCLA fans in L.A. are just absolutely loving this, especially since the Bruins look pretty good. <laughs> By the way, I'm probably way late to the game on this, but there is a documentary. I think it's on Netflix about the uh, academic uh, scandal, the, oh, yeah, the, I saw the, that whole thing. Did you watch yeah, it? I did. A- again, I'm probably late to the game on this, but those universities, all of them involved in that, from Stanford to USC to all of them, should be so embarrassed. I think they were. They should be so embarrassed. Everybody who had any sort of connection to that whole thing should have absolutely been fired, if for nothing else, for incompetence. The 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 documentary I saw, it, it they kind of Stanford kind of dumped on the uh, the sailing coach, right? Then they blame him. Well, yeah, for everything. because because and he in that uh, documentary he was essentially saying his he was his hands were being forced to some extent who knows well in that particular case they didn't care at all what his performance was he could have sunk the dern ship <laughs> the dern ship and they wouldn't go. care one bit what they cared was when he brought a big donor to the table which was this guy who had the side door and said hey i just talked this dude into donating half a million dollars they said he's celebrated yeah. they're like oh how'd you do last year again oh yeah you got to <laughs> you got to keep your job i mean it was this whole thing where they it, it became about but, fundraising it wasn't about it wasn't about certainly not about young people but see, what we're talking about here is the real conundrum college football in particular and basketball finds itself in. You know, they want to pretend it's all about student athletes. But, baby, if you're not winning to the at the rate that the folks expect you to, it, it doesn't matter what how good a guy you are. It doesn't matter how many people you help. I've heard the stories about Clay Helton down at USC helping individual players. In profound ways. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And yet we're talking about college sports here. Well, I, I thought you were going to go a different way than that because it 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 showed just like if you want 
football and basketball generate all the revenue, and all these other sports are are in existence because of that revenue. Like, yeah. and it's it's about they can't fund themselves. So then all of a sudden the coach becomes a fundraiser because they don't get any sort of attention because they don't generate any money. It's this this negative to positive. And then we ask ourselves, well, do we want there to be a women's track team or a, a sailing team or a diving team or a swimming team, male or female, whatever? Do we want these experiences for other athletes? Because it comes at the expense of other sports. Yeah, I hear you. And but, then but, it's about fundraising. But and, see, but okay, but nobody cares about that sport. But But in football... I don't have a problem so much about uh, SC. If SC wants to fire a coach, then do it the right way. You know, fire him. And I know there was a lot of unhappiness down there. Do it the right way. Fire him in the offseason. Not a game or two in. What, What are you doing down there? I mean, not only does it make you look like a hypocrite, not you, but them, because of what they said previously, but it just—it's just—it's just bad all the way around. People see that as bad management. And now, what's the rest of the season going to look like? Like we talked about, it's—it's it's, it's crazy. New, you know, they call it the University of Spoiled Children, and that's what this move looks like. Well, it's new leadership down there. Same, same story. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to uh, more of what's in store for the Utes uh, coming up a little bit uh, later on in the show. Don't forget uh, Mason Wake is going to be jo- uh, joining us uh, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we have to reschedule our, our guy Scott Goldbranson again. He'll be on with us at uh, 4.30. And Dennis Dodd at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies open Mountain West Conference play with a trip to the Air Force Academy for a showdown against the Falcons. Hear all the pregame action beginning with the Aggie pregame show this Saturday at 4.30 on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utah 50 update. Here's Coach Witt asked about Makai Bernard choosing to stay the course with the Utes. Incredibly proud of Makai, and he's grown up right before our eyes. When he got here, he was a very young senior in high school, and he has matured and developed a toughness and a consistency about him that is admirable. And, and it's a credit to him, and it's a credit to Kyle McDonald, his position coach, but he has stayed the course exactly as you mentioned, not got ahead of things and, and let himself develop at a good pace, and, and now he's reaping those rewards for his work ethic and for how far he's come development-wise. This update brought to you by Mountain Mike's from Outstanding Pizza and Wings to Great Appetizers and Desserts. Get to Mountain Mike's Pizza, 3785 West, 104 South in South Jordan. That's Mountain Mike's.
This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is uh, Imagine Dragons on a Total Request Tuesday. Uh, Songs about being wrong or sorry or apologizing. Uh, This one goes out to who, Austin? Bobby wanted I'm So Sorry. All right, Bobby. There you go. We've got Dennis Dodd coming up around the corner, and we want to be on time for Dennis. We have a lot uh, to get to with him from, you know, BYU-Utah to uh, conference expansion, BYU headed to the Big 12 to Clay Helton uh, being replaced at USC. Uh, Dennis, one of the absolute the best covering college football for CBS Sports. Very excited to have him on. You know, it occurs to me that um, we, we you know what we could have had today is our theme for the music was uh, being lost. <laughs> Since the kicker apparently was lost and couldn't be found. He was lost, although I, I you know, they didn't. You're going to have Amazing Grace or something? Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> I they once didn't. was lost, but now I'm found. <laughs> they didn't look for him. In the right spot. Amazing Grace is like a lot of people's favorite song. You know, I love that song. I was never really into it as much, but uh, surprises me with how much you love the bagpipes <laughs> and depressing things. Amazing Grace. I mean that. That's a. That's a. I, I've never really read the words to that song, but I imagine it's probably a uh, <laughs> a positive message. Don't you don't you hear it mostly at funerals? That's where I get to the whole downer thing. It, no. it is it's very prominent in is burial it? ceremony. Yeah. Oh, is know? it really? I thought it was just like a, a a song that Christians champion all the way around. Sure, but I think it gets its most use at funerals. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Really? Mm-mm. No. It's not. It's not a big hit at bar mitzvahs <laughs> for many different reasons. <laughs> bar mitzvahs. Jeez. No. I'm at a party. Uh, all right. Good times. Dennis Dodd's coming up next. Let's get out to the zone phone. Shalom. Let's kill this segment. Uh, joining us now, he's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And hey, if you want to get back to being the life of the party, listen up. Because uh, uh, Andrew Wait for the party. Well, you know, maybe you're single. <laughs> are you like, single? We already have like a weapon here. Yeah, what are no, you talking about? Hey, stop that. Uh, hi, Andrew. Let's help out our listeners. Yes, let's help out the listeners. Uh, if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, uh, you are probably suffering. Your significant other is probably suffering. This is a significant problem. Wasatch Medical has helped so many guys. Who doesn't want a little more blood flow in the bedroom? Uh, Could be mild or severe ED, but it improves performance and frequency. And there are now 50 clinical studies that have vetted this technology. In fact, one interesting one, guys, is they gave men a fake or a sham treatment. Then they gave men uh, the treatment with our technology, gauged results, and took x-rays. There were more blood vessels and more blood flow in the men that received the real treatment. So cool. It's finally treating the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. Wow. And and you know what? That's you get you treat the problem, the root cause. You don't treat the symptom. That's been the, it's been treating the symptom all this time. That's right. The pill treats the symptom and that's why a man has to take it over and over again. I mean, it's 
it's a prison sentence. You take it for the rest of your life. You have to take a little bit more of it as your body builds up a tolerance until eventually you're left with nothing but side effects. Uh, our treatment, we've treated a lot of guys, by the way, all over the country. I don't think I've ever heard of a side effect. I certainly haven't read about one. It's not invasive. A treatment is 10 minutes, and you might do a few of them over a couple of weeks. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call. Come in, uh, see the doctor, and you do always do a lot for our listeners. Yes. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, if you're sick of the pills, uh, it's Tuesday today, and we do have a unique uh, offer. It's a, quite valuable. Call us. You'll get the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound free, uh, the gift that produces immediate results as well. That's pretty cool. And today only, you get tune-up treatments, uh, totally no charge. Basically, if you notice that results fade into the future, we will retreat you totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.